right. Welcome to Useful Idiots. Welcome to Useful Idiots. On the day the music died. Bye. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to sing. I'll start. No, over. that's fine. Keep it in. <laughs> yeah, we should cover, do a cover of that. Yeah, exactly. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to Chevy the levee. Pull the lever. The puns are flowing already. How yeah. you feeling this morning, Katie? So this is post Super Tuesday. Yeah, PST. PST. Uh, I'm feeling well. Here's let's, let's take down that fourth wall a little bit. When I came in, I was like, so all is not lost, right? And I was like, definitely not, no. And then I was like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, Bloomberg dropped out, and you were like, oh, <laughs> let's pretend I'm telling you right now, Matt, Matt. Is all here? Let's reenact. Yeah, my confidence that. level went way down after that Matt, moment. It, okay, let's do a do 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 do. Matt, uh, is all lost? Uh, no, fuck no. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, Bloomberg dropped out and Uh-oh. endorsed Biden. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, so just really quickly to, to pull back on this, after New Hampshire, it looked like the Democrats were going to completely repeat the Republican scenario from 2016. They were going to leave the field fractured, uh, which was going to allow Bernie to cruise in with a plurality with his 25 to 35 percent of the vote. And they pulled a total boss move, Michael Corleone settling all family business thing. And they whacked Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar at the last minute and narrowed the field down. And that made an enormous difference on Super Tuesday. And then if Bloomberg is out and Bloomberg is throwing his money to Biden, then this makes it uh, very difficult there. The path for Bernie now becomes pretty tough. I can't believe we used that word path. I should should go to pundit jail for using that word. Um, It's a pretty, I mean, what's wrong with that? It's just cliche. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, look, we could also look at it this way. Yes, If Bernie Sanders can't beat Joe Biden in a Democratic primary, he doesn't deserve to be president. I I mean, mean, that's the way I look at it. in, in boxing taking, terms, he's fighting the guy who leads with his face. If he can't beat that guy in an election, maybe that maybe he has led with his face in some matches, and that explains a lot. It, we were it, just talking about how boxing, you know, messed up Muhammad Ali. Well, that's true. Yeah, and many other fighters. Yes, right. and Joe is literally oh a punch drunk guy. I mean, yeah. he, he can barely speak. And and uh, but if Bernie can't beat him, then yeah, what, but what are that's, we doing? I get what you mean. It's like a natural selection thing. But then at what? level or at what point do we acknowledge that there's these artificial like if we want to extend the evolution metaphor or simile like at what point is it that there are these artificial things like well if they're cheating yes then then, uh then we can't say that about him but we don't have any evidence that they're cheating at this well no but they're like intervening right well there there's always i mean they're Obviously, every election is interfered with on the level of money and media and all that right. stuff. But he's got to overcome that. Look, and and, and he he was overcoming it, and we'll, we'll talk about I this later. About later. But so for, for food groups, for we're going to just speed through this this yeah. week because we got a lot of stuff to get, to get through. Yeah. So, uh, Democrats, like, there's obviously a whole galaxy of stuff to go through here. But uh, we're I just going to explain why we're going to pick one small thing, yeah. which is better or work. Uh, endorsing Biden at the last minute and helping throw Texas for for uh, for Biden. What a fucking fraud this guy turned out to be. Oh, the youth candidate. Oh. Uh, this just doesn't this remind you of the Steve Buscemi from Thirty Rock? Yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? And he also <laughs> is carrying a skateboard, which is perfect because Beto's like a skater dude. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Look at him on stage with Biden. He lo- he looks like a hostage. Yeah. Right? This reminds me of the. I wish he Chris- were. I wish he were in 
being kept hostage right now, so he couldn't have endorsed him. All I got to say is this to me is totally emblematic of everything that is just terrible at the Democratic Party. I- he poses as the youth candidate and then like the, the he comes out for for the candidate who basically has has no positions that are uh, appealing to young people right. at all, except for beating Donald Trump, which is the electability. And but. he said, he said, I have no empathy for young people today. Give me a break. And so the younger generation now tells me how tough things are. Give me a break. <laughs> no, no, I have no empathy for it. Give me a break. And there's the other one. Nothing will fundamentally change him to saying that donors. So right. anyway, but that's not a video, right? We just know he said we just that? know he said that. Yeah. Also, I have a message for Beto. I'm looking into the camera because I know you like to drop this word. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Go that's fuck good. yourself. That's, that's right. Better. That's better. Much better. Get fucked. What the fuck? Fucked up. I really fucked up. Fuck that. I know. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we have for Republican suck? Republican suck. We have David from um, basically calling Bernie Sanders supporters the poors. And uh, shout out to Jordan Yall for posting this. But. Joe Biden appeals to people who pay their cable, cable bills on the day it arrives. Bernie Sanders appeals to people who may forget to pay the cable bill entirely. Um, and, there was, and the first group, they're both morally worthy, equally morally worthy, but the first group are more reliable. Okay, first of all, I love that. There's so much to, to love about this. First of all, Joe Biden doesn't pay his cable bills. Someone else pays them for him, I'm sure, like Jill. But he, if you, you're really going to bring up forgetting when we're talking about someone who sunsets. Joe Biden appeals to people who maybe may forget what state they're in. Right, exactly. You know. Or maybe may think that they're running for Senate, not president. Right. Or may call you fat. Right. Hey, fat. May misremember being arrested in South Africa. Right, yeah. But, but. May not remember whether or not he or Neil Kinnock wrote a speech. Oh, or, right, together, yes. yeah. But he does remember the important stuff like black children touching his golden leg hair. Right. Um, Excellent memories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Corn pop. Corn pop. I mean, this whole thing, this is straight out of the Rick Santelli CNBC famous Tea Party rant where we're talking about the water carriers versus the water drinkers. Right. This is the same basic argument, which is Bernie Sanders is the the candidate of parasites and Joe Biden is the candidate of the responsible silent. It's also a take on the silent majority, the forgotten Americans. This is this is a thing that. Basically, every conservative or candidate in history has done, you know, in the last 30 or 40 years, right. Nixon did it, Hillary Clinton did it. Uh, and now they're going to, you know, this this whole idea of the people who pay the bill, the people who quietly pay the bills versus right. those other irresponsible right, young yeah. pot, pot smoking uh, parasites. It's just that's gross. He, yeah, it's totally gross. And of course, he's I, unwittingly kind of making the case for Sanders. Right. He's saying he's like the, the candidate who who actually cares about people who are hurting. Right. And um, Biden doesn't. Uh, Also, I'm not usually anti-immigrant, but I want to build a wall around Canada. Drop him back off. Oh, because David Frum is Canadian. He's Canadian. Remember, this guy's a neocon um, who was really into the Iraq war. We We should just do a whole segment on which Canadians we want to keep and which ones we don't. Yeah. So obviously Mike Myers, love him. William Shatner. Oh, yeah. Really can't Who think else? of any more. Dan but Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Um, Martin Short. Yeah, we have yeah. to have an amnesty for comedians. Yeah, exactly. Just like a blanket amnesty. Right. Uh, isn't that weird? Uh, if we can bring this up. 
one of my favorite kinds of news stories is the unresolved mystery. Right. This is a great one. Mystery smell overwhelms Pennsylvania County again. Investigators baffled. Uh, if we could just read part of this. A mysterious stench once again struck parts of De- Delaware County, Pennsylvania this week, overwhelming residents with its pungent odor and baffling investigators. And then down below, we have a quote from one of the residents. It's like a sulfur smoky. As soon as I got out of the car, I could smell it. It was overwhelming. I was afraid to smoke. I was like, where is this coming from? I literally thought the gas main is broken. Wow. And nobody knows where this smell is coming from. It has appeared and reappeared. So this, this is a, you know, in the, in the modern age, scientists tend to quick figure things out very quickly. Right. When they don't, it's a great news story. And yeah. this is what's going on in Pennsylvania. There was an analogous story in, in India, oh, by the wow. way, a while ago. And so mysterious smells, I think, are a good good 21st century news meme. The, the silver lining, maybe people will stop smoking. Because they'll f- be afraid they'll, of exploding? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah I know. I saw, I saw Zoolander. What do you have for Isn't This Terrible? Oh, for Isn't This Terrible, um, we have cruel thieves targeting charity, leaving staff utterly devastated. So this happened in Hull, England. And it's not just a charity. Um, there was a robbery at a hospice. There's video of it, but it's pretty gross if people know what hospice is. It's a place that it's you take care of dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Apparently, fabulous staff. You know how they say that this is where things go to, like, X goes yes. to die? This is, like, literally where people go right, to die. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they ca- they stole a lot of computers and Dell computers. And I'm saying that because, Dell, you maybe want to, you know, it would be a very good PR move for you to donate some computers to a hospice that got robbed. Right. Oh, so that's the whole purpose of the segment, basically. It's to shame to... corporations into, yeah. yeah. If any director out there has the guts to turn this into a movie, I would love to be feel hospice conflicted. Hospice heist? Hospice heist. <laughs> Starring Jason Statham or something like yes. that. Yeah, that would be excellent. Wait, who? You know, the bald British dude who's in the action movies. What's his name? I thought you Jason were... Statham, isn't that? I thought you Statham? were saying Jason Stamos and you were miscalling John Stamos, star of Full House. And I was like, that's so cool that you have him as a reference. But no, no I no. underestimated you. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking old. about the, 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 the excellent cool British action star. Yeah, got it. All right, what do we have? We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Oh, my God. Matt, you are a journalist. (laughs) Tell us what happened uh, Super Tuesday. Well, I think the the lead would be, what a difference a week makes. That's a very anchory thing to say, right? So if you go back a week in time before South Carolina, I think if you would ask most people in journalism and in politics, they would have said the overwhelming likelihood is that Bernie is going to go into the convention with the majority of delegates. He's going to be the leading vote getter. He probably won't get it, the you know the 1990 number, but he'll be the leading person. Right. And then a series of things happened in very rapid succession that completely changed the narrative. The first was South Carolina. One second, just to pause. If he had um, gotten that number... You're saying he wouldn't have, but then what would have happened? Then the superdelegates, can you just explain that? So Bernie, in order to avoid the superdelegates coming into play, right. he needs 1,991 delegates. Right. So even on a, even when you thought he was doing well, the consensus was that maybe he wouldn't reach that number. And then the superdelegates would intervene. And then because of everyone except Bernie saying that they wouldn't give their superdelegates to Bernie, it would have been maybe not his election anyway, right? In theory. Right, but there imagine the yes, backlash exactly. if but he was the, the leading. The optics would have been too bad to do that. Well, they would, have, be no, too bad. they would have done it anyway, but they but it would have looked a lot worse. Okay, so he still could have been surprised a nomination, you're saying? Absolutely. 
Okay, so. But the the moral argument for him having the nomination would have been a lot stronger. Right. And he still had a shot at winning right. it. And, and he still does. And he still does. Okay. So go. going into uh, South Carolina, the polls are saying that it's going to be 38-20, you know, 17, something like that. And it ended up being far worse than that. It ended up being, you know, 48. Uh, and so it was nearly a 30 point loss, which was just baffling. And, you know, as when we saw in Virginia, we visited Virginia, looked at a Bernie rally. If you go to Bernie rallies, it's, you would imagine it's impossible for a person who has this much enthusiasm to lose by 30 points anywhere. Mm-hmm. But he did. Now, Hillary's win in South Carolina was actually bigger proportionally last time. But that's, that's but that was a that was a bad bad loss for Bernie, and then a big part of that was probably Clyburn's endorsement, which endorsements still do matter. Then we go into Super Tuesday, and the consensus again is that Bernie's going to have a muted victory. He's going to win Texas and California, and lose a bunch of southern states. Yeah. He'll probably win Massachusetts. Instead, Bernie wins a handful of states. He wins California, Utah, and Colorado. But they're all West Coast states, so the early headlines all say Biden. Biden wins Texas with the help of that yeah. fuckwit yeah. Uh, Beto O'Rourke. That fuckwit who yeah. needs to go fuck himself and get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, all of a sudden, the narrative <laughs> is completely completely on its head, and we're now looking at you know a uh, lot of clothing from the MSNBC I'm CNN gonna crowd. I'm going to put some and- olive oil underneath Beto's skateboard <laughs> that's just not nice i'm no i'm not playing nice anymore <laughs> should we just talk about some of the things that happened that how do you get texas trigger? well Beto i'm triggered was a big right deal. now but the other thing is look they the democrats were being dumb up until this moment in time and they suddenly got religion and we've, we've all heard rumors about some certain people behind the scenes making phone calls Barack. uh yeah look they're being smart they're being smart yeah, yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you're sanders you had you had to anticipate that at some point they might get their shit together right and, and to help nominate a, a uh, guy with dementia person. who is going to really not do well against trump i mean it's a it's amazing it's literally amazing that this is the person they've had four years to think about it and this is the person they put all their chips on is a guy who's like de- declining in front of right. our eyes who you would not trust to drive your kids oh, to school you know why he got the youth vote you know why i think beto felt comfortable endorsing him because we saw those those young people singing that backstreet boys song remember everybody biden's back all right and he was like they're good Oh that my video. God. But boy, did he turn it around quickly. And it's just it's just amazing. Massachusetts. What happened there? Massachusetts. You have a lot to answer for. You I do. I do. Fucking I'm, I'm, we've got a couple of assholes in this room and we we dropped the ball. Look, look. And also the exit polls were showing. I, I thought Bernie had that state. What happened? Uh, also, by the way, Elizabeth Warren, has anybody ever lost, lost that badly, state? their home state that badly? I don't know. You tell me. Let's just say no, never, not ever in the history of the United States. Then we'll look it up. And if it's true, we keep it in. So Camp Crystal Lake had a, a lot of action. It's sort of like the end of the movie when, yeah. when they start speeding up the kills. Right, exactly. You, you lose know? track of it. But Pete Buttigieg with the axe through the head, the knife to the throat of Amy Klobuchar, uh, Bloomberg. It literally moments before before this uh, this recording, this recording, he self-immolated, yeah, which okay, is good. it's a huge thing for this race because if he had hung around in the race, none of those votes were going to go to to Bernie. So uh, you know, right. Bloomberg being out of the race only helps Biden. Uh, the money, who knows what happens with the money there? Does that go to Biden? Michael Bloomberg, you're a self-loathing Jew. There, I said it. <laughs> you he really feel strongly about all this stuff, huh? Look, I'll say whatever. So Klobuchar gave her state to Biden. Yes. She endorsed Biden. So right. there went Minnesota. Except that if she had been in the state, it's not clear that 
Bernie would have won that state anyway. Oh, sure. Okay. And that's a bad loss for Bernie. Bernie should win Minnesota. Why didn't he win it? I mean, why didn't he win a lot of these states? I mean, look, I have a story coming out this Uh week that's kind of about, you know, talking to current and former people within within the Sanders campaign and, you know, people who work for him over the years. And, you know, the sort of general consensus is that Bernie has been enormously effective at creating this roadshow and generating enthusiasm up to a certain point, but that he's always kind of, that's what he's always wanted to do is just the town meetings, the kind of nuts and bolts uh, of political strategy and getting to that next level. Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of interest in it. And, um, you know, like the analogy one person gave to me was that it was like the movie The Jerk, where the guy's born in a shack. And when he makes it big, he just buys himself a bigger shack. Right. You know, Bernie needs to move out of the shack, you know, and, and, he, and he needs to find a way to break through from that excited plurality to the next level. And this has been a strategic problem for him throughout. Right. Bernie, He's, this comes from a place of love. OK. Yeah. No, from all me. these people who talk to me, they love Bernie. You yeah. know, they, they really respect him, even people who don't work for him anymore. Yeah. But they fi- they feel that there's a an issue there that he let Biden off the hook for most of last year. There were a lot of people who felt who were trying to insist that a lot of Bernie's votes were with Biden last year and they spent too much time on Warren and didn't attack mm. Biden enough. It's not kind of not in Bernie's nature. He's not a confrontational person. Right. He's personally uh, conflict averse. Right. He, and Except when he's taking on the billionaires. Right. But within the Democratic Party, they right. have they have yeah. always had a tough time yeah. getting him to go after people by name right. within yeah. the Democratic he Party. Sticks to the issues. And some of this goes back to things that, you know, the psychological things when he first got into the into Congress. You know, he was an independent. He was kind of an outsider, small timer in a lot of ways. And people who treated him with, you know, even superficial respect that was important to him. Yeah. And Biden is one of those people. He likes Joe. Yeah. Everybody says that. But even though, but Joe represents everything that Bernie's right, I know. spent his Be whole easy, career. Yeah. But Joe's Irish, right? I think Biden. so. Yeah. So we got to leak a story with four sources saying that Bernie told Biden an Irish person couldn't be president. <laughs> and then that'll hurt Biden, just like it hurt um, Warren when we'll she- do like a reverse jinx. Yeah, remember that harm Warren when she said that he had said no woman could, a woman couldn't be president. I yeah. mean, we had an Irish president before, but the story is, here's what happened, guys. Behind, you don't know this, but I was there. I'm one of the four. <laughs> Actually, I was told it, as that's what happened. Biden told me that, um, but uh, Bernie said in a post-Trump world, uh, an Irish person can't win. Right. Yeah. There you go. And I and you told that to me at the time. I told so that I'm to you. I so told I'm, that to Dan. I told that to Reed. And I told that to Elvis. So those are the four sources. The people yeah. familiar with the matter. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. familiar with the matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. So and and look, another area where this comes through, if you watch Bernie campaigning, watched him in 2016, very clear that he disliked Hillary Clinton yes. intensely. He disliked Rahm Emanuel intensely. He I mean, various... how, who, what's to not love about Rahm Emanuel? So charming. Right. But yeah. he, I mean, he has very strong feelings about the idea that yeah. these people have, I mean, I can't speak for him exactly, but it's clear from the tone that he feels a certain way right. about politicians like Rahm Emanuel, Hillary Clinton, this time around Mike Bloomberg. His yeah. contempt for Bloomberg was undisguised right. in the debates. But it doesn't come through in the same way with Biden. With Biden, yeah. Even Obama, I feel like Obama's like in between Hillary and Biden for him. Yeah. Even though Obama's done really sketchy stuff, including um, throwing Keith Ellison under the bus when he ran for DNC chair by inserting out of nowhere Tom Perez. Right. And calling a bunch of people 
to vote for him to be DNC chair. Of course. And also that puts him in like in political bed, in the political bed with ethical people like the Dersh, Alan Dershowitz. So you had like a combination. I'm not saying they were in concert, but they were effectively in concert of Islamophobic right wing like Zionists and Obama people and Valerie Jarrett and Joe Biden too making calls telling the the uh, Dems to whoever votes on that stuff to vote for Perez Perez against Ellison because Ellison's victory would have represent represented a Sanders victory yeah. and, uh, you know, underline the Obama coalition vulnerability. And, and Bernie, Bernie kind of, they, they gave him this phony position. What like, was it? Like head, a so- out, head of outreach or, or something like, like that? Associate. Oh, Bernie or Ellison? Yeah, Bernie. Oh, Bernie. Yeah. And then the Ellison got deputy DNC yeah, chair. And they, they kind of took it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, and some of this is the pathology of the Democratic electorate, too. Like, look, the all the enthusiasm for Sanders in a lot of the kind of very liberal positions or progressive positions that we saw in this election cycle, one person described to me as low-key trolling of the Obama legacy. Like people are, the implication is we want to go in a completely different direction from what what happened in in 2008 to 2016, but nobody wants to personally take on, say that overtly because Obama personally is is very popular, but his his policies aren't. Right. You got a high key, high key. Troll. Right, hikey troll. But like make it about, yeah, I guess he is likable Obama. So what are we going to do? We got to we got to blast the Internet with photos, that photo of Obama with Richard Branson skydiving. We got to just recast Obama as that. Right. And in, in a black tie hanging around with with billionaires yeah. and stuff like that. But look, Biden is an easier target than. than yeah, totally. Than yes. Barack Obama is. And it, again, maybe now with the dementia, it'll seem like too like, it's like elder abuse. Down. Elder out. abuse. Yeah. yeah elder but, abuse is also letting Biden run, by the way, and not step down. But that's another point. No, I mean, his family, everything. But look, this is politics. You got to. You know, uh, people liked Bernie because he went in the high road with Hillary with the right. emails and everything. Right. But you also sometimes you got to just crush your opponent. Yeah. And he I don't think that's really a thing with him. Right. And you can say I like I res- I like Joe. I respect him as a person. But he was but completely wrong about yeah. these 90 things. He did a that, little bit of that with the Iraq war, but not enough. Yeah, not enough. And just to wrap up on on Super Tuesday, what does Bernie do at this point? Because yeah, you, I, you tell me, because I think. If he had done better on Super Tuesday, and, I, and again, I talked to some people who said that the obvious next move would have been trying to pull off one of the establishment Democrats right. behind the scenes, like back channel right. to somebody like Pelosi, because right. he could have made a very strong argument to Pelosi. Like, look, you either come over to with me right. or you're going to lose the house. Like, yeah, it's that simple. Right. That's how politics works. That's yeah. what Trump did. Trump. Right. When Trump had, uh, you know, a, a lot of popular support, he threatened everybody with right. it. And eventually some people started to get in line and that's how you win. But Bernie, he hasn't done that. But that would have been the obvious next step. Yeah. Is to go to somebody and say, you have to get on board with right. me or, you know, either you do this or you're going to be, a, you know, an anachronism right. within the party. And but now that card is gone. Like there, there's nobody in the party is going to is going to go for maybe that argument. He, so he has to win. Maybe he can endear himself to Pelosi by like ripping up, just walking around, ripping up Trump speeches, doing some claps, throwing by right. throwing shade. <laughs> right. doing, lo- doing a lot of meaningless gestures. Yeah, meaningless gestures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, but I have a question. What do the people? So you interviewed former and current Bernie people staffers. Yeah. Do they have any concrete suggestions about what Bernie has to do? Be more aggressive, aggressive about, on Biden. Uh, about Biden. 
you know, realize what's happening to you, get into like war mode. Yeah. You know, because that's uh, not his not his thing. Right. I mean, the metaphor that somebody said is like, they're not going to hand this to you. You got to take it from their cold, dead hands. Yeah. You have to understand that. And that he doesn't really, you know, another, another person said Bernie by nature is a counterpuncher. Like he, he doesn't like to attack. He likes to wait for somebody to come at right, him. And exactly. then he, he says, no, that's actually not true. Right. He's strong at that. But that's out the window now. Like he has to it should be easy. Like if you're a politician, you should live for this moment right. where it's you and and Joe Biden. What could be easier than right. that? The guy is like a is one giant target. Yeah. And they should be able to make a case. We, but yeah. he's got to do it immediately, you we, know, and, he, and he's got a good opportunity with Michigan coming up. So if Bernie wants to win, um, Bernie's going to have to do those things. Yeah. And he's he, like he has to first of all, he has to win pretty convincingly in some of these big states coming up. And he should. He, there, there are some states that are there for him to win. Also, there's been a phenomenon in this race, which is that whoever is kind of hot with the media has almost immediately gone down because media scrutiny has been bad for almost everybody who's been in okay. the. And Biden, this thing happened with Biden with just like two days of media hotness. Right. So there's a there's an opportunity to reexamine his legacy. Bernie has to be aggressive during this time, and. Uh, if he can make an argument that he's a better candidate for those kind of like Reagan Democrats and with minority voters, Hispanic voters especially. Yeah. And this is another thing about Bernie that people will say it's an un uncomfortable thing to say about it. But he has to be doing thinking about everything conceivable to win because otherwise it's a total betrayal of everybody who's placed all their hopes right. and their money in him. Yeah. Like, like it's it would be yeah. easy enough for him to say, look, I, I started a movement and I, I got 27 percent of the vote and people were were stoked on me. And, yeah. And I'm the darling of progressive media and I lost. and I'm going to go back to the Senate. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Right. You got to start taking some risks right. at this point. Yeah. People have put all the, the you're right. raising 50 million dollars a month. Yeah. That's a lot of money. You got to get outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. Buddy. And which is not something, again, it's not something that Bernie has, he, he has been brave in taking on right. corporate media and, and corporations. But, you know, you can make the argument that he's done it from a place that hasn't involved a whole lot of personal risk. And now he's got to go out of his comfort zone. Any self-help books that he could look into? I, do you read self-help books? No. I, I know yeah. the four agreements. Calling in the one is about Mars, fine. Women, are, women from, are from Venus. Yeah. Uh, How to Biden date like a man Mars. by yeah. um, Steve Harvey. I believe. That's what I believe. <laughs> Steve Harvey book. Yeah. That will really help. Yeah. Are you feeling very pessimistic at this point? No, because there's kind of. I mean, if I were someone who had any ideological orientation and like Bernie Sanders, because I want to make sure this is a, I leave my politics at the door. <laughs> That's you. Check them at the you, door. You 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, would, I would say activity. that I would say that a person who cared about Sanders, maybe it's not worth getting demoralized because what's the point? Actually, that's a very Zen thing. It's like if I'm in traffic, if I'm in a, a ride sharing, discounted ride sharing. Oh, no, the, those are exploited. I forget it. If I'm ever in if something, if I'm running late, I'm, if they're train delays, okay, uh -huh. that's much less like hypocritical. If there are train delays or something, I'm running late. I now just I'm like, OK, it's radical acceptance. That's a good self-help book. Radical acceptance. Wow. And in fact, she even talks about how she's not saying you shouldn't be passionate politically or an activist, but you have to accept the things to be effective. So I'm like, OK, this happened. I mean, a Bernie supporter could be like, OK, this happened. And moving forward, that just means we got to fight that much harder. We yeah. knew this was going to be a long, hard battle. So 
Come at me. Come Absolutely. At them. So it's not over, right? It's not over? No. no okay. This election yeah, cycle, there's work? one lesson of this election cycle is that nothing is set in stone. Right, Every, things, things have changed in a, in Except a, in a for flash. maybe Joe Biden, start, like politically. Well, he's in the Stone Age a little bit. And also, Biden's you know, persistent good performance in polls has been an underreported story this whole year. So, well, I except think, for his dip during Iowa and New Hampshire. And, yeah. I think the more he talks, the worse he'll do. And I think that, course, that yeah. during debates, he can't be allowed to yield his time. Right. Yes. Because as you've pointed out, Matt, the Check, more please. he talks. Yeah. He does that whole thing. It's where just he's a like, question of he's like, and I yield my time because he knows he's going to if he keeps talking, he's going to either like mentally collapse or bleed out of his eye or say a ga- an offensive thing. Right. To counter that point, mm-hmm. we want to be fair and balanced. Let's listen to the wise words of James Carvel. Okay. Because he had a different response to the results from last night. James, thank you very much for being part of our, <laughs> of our coverage. What is the message to Democrats tonight in your view? I think we're going to see some, obviously, Bloomberg and Warren are not long for this world. And I think what we might be starting to see, and I like some of the panel may weigh on this, is we might see Democrats starting to to ask Sanders to look. Let's just don't drag this thing out any any more than we have to. I mean, people want to get on to the general election. They want to get on to defeating Donald Trump. And I think Sanders showing tonight made hardly any showing with with the African Americans, who are our most loyal constituency and our most exciting new constituency, and that is these educated uh, white women. Uh, he, he showed nothing. And if, we, if we're going to beat Donald Trump, we, we can't be lollygagging around here for a lot longer. Lollygagging? It seems like the party is starting to make a decision. And you're seeing these late-breaking Wait, votes. Yeah. He's just terrible. Yeah. I love the way he's like, Democrats maybe, you know, as if he's just reporting on the facts and not saying, like, Democrats need to. Right. Well, we're doing the same thing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but we are not on MSNBC. That's and uh, I don't, re- I, I kind of wear my objectivity on my sleeve. Right. This whole idea that, that, we finally found the electable candidate right. to go against Donald Trump. Do they have any conception of what this is going to look like? I, that's Biden what I'm always Donald curious Trump? about. Disingenuous or deluded? I really don't know if they think that Joe Biden's going to do well at all with with Trump, or they know he won't, but that is less threatening than a Bernie um, victory. Not that it would have been you know, a bed of roses with Bernie versus Trump. It just would have right. been a very different kind of thing. Trump would have, you know, he would have thrown Ilhan Omar at, right, at you sure. know, in, in the faces of the electorate right. for the entire race. Yeah. And we just have to objectively admit sure, that there'd yeah. be a whole lot of issues with, you know, the right. word socialist. Yeah, there would be. I actually think the Ilhan Omar thing would be a bigger thing than more effective than socialist. But do you think that I mean, he's more electable in poll after poll, right, against Trump well, than Biden is? No, it's it's roughly, I mean, Biden, it's competitive. Let's put okay. it that way. And, and Biden, there, there is an argument that Biden is electable. The problem is just in terms of the performance on the on the campaign trail. Right. Anybody who's seen Biden right. campaign will know that this is this is exactly in a lot of ways. Like last time, Hillary Clinton was the perfect candidate yeah. for Donald Trump because he ran a campaign that was based on I'm running against the system. Right. I'm running against Washington insiders. I'm running hypocrisy. against the swamp. Yeah. She was all those things. Yeah. It was like straight into the buzzsaw of right. Donald Trump's argument. This time it's it, it, Trump is in a different place. Trump is now the incumbent. Right. Uh, and he, his argument is basically the Democrats are a bunch right. of an, are anachronistic disorganized, clueless, corrupt, hypocritical, and confused party. And he's going to make the argument that I'm actually more put together um, and more competent 
than than um, the op- opposition. Right. And Biden in a lot of ways is exactly yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the, I agree. But he, w- he would have made a different argument against Bernie. But Bernie has an argument for Trump's voters, whereas, you know, Biden, right. not so much. Also, just like temperament, I just think that he's I've always thought I used to think that those were the only electable people against Trump, Bernie and, and Biden. And now I, I just don't think Biden, me, I don't think Biden is as electable. And I think the more exposure he has, the worse he'll do and the more Trump will be able to make fun of him during debates, you know, because one of his biggest things, Trump, is calling out hypocrisy. And if you say that to people who live in this like Washington, D.C. bubble, they don't get it. They're like, he's a hypocrite. It's like, yeah, but he's not hypocritical about his hypocrisy. Like he never claims to be morally consistent or have any righteousness, whereas people like Biden and the Dems and a lot of Republicans who aren't Trump, they do. That's their shtick. So that is like a real weakness. And Bernie, love him or hate him, the guy's pretty consistent. Yeah. And and you hear this in yeah. crowds. You talk to Republicans, they'll say, I totally disagree with right. Bernie, but, but I, I trust I, him. I trust or, him. Yeah, I respect I, him. I, I respect him. I, you know, and, and I, in a lot of ways, what the, the stuff that's coming out of Trump from his tweets is kind of, I think it's not 100% bullshit. I think he's actually saying something that's true in terms of how Republicans feel about all this. They think that, a lot of them think that Bernie is. Uh, at least sincere. They disagree with him on a lot of right. stuff, but, but they, he's getting screwed. He's getting screwed by the Democrats. They hate the Democrats. Right. When you you talk to Trump's crowds in 2016, the, the level of just visceral disgust for Hillary right. Clinton was just off the charts. And yeah. This is not there for Bernie. Right. And it won't be there. For it's Biden not there for the Biden, but it's close. But he's more adjacent to that. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a symbol of the same right. party. They'll be able to tar yeah. him with that brush. Right. You know? So I don't know. Let's, it's just crazy. Can we watch some more? Because there's a lot oh, more. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it's fine. Yeah. James, it's Claire. I'm. Uh, I know that hey, when Claire. Democratic when Democratic <laughs> candidates win for president, uh, traditionally it has been two constituencies that have saved the day for the Democratic Party, uh, the African American vote and the women. Uh, it looks like tonight uh, right. that Biden is running up the margins in terms of a gender gap. Can right. you speak to that? And okay. what what Bernie's Whoa. weaknesses are as it relates to the women voters in the Democratic Party? So, so as you know, Senator, the reason we, we had tremendous African-American turnout in 2018, tremendous Democratic turnout, a big Republican turnout, it was these women that that, that made the difference. And, and, and uh, Joe Cunningham in Charleston and, and Connor Howard, Colin Howard in the north side of Dallas and the, the Houston and, and, and everywhere around the country. And these are a lot of these uh, are new voters to the Democratic Party. And we per, should be pretty excited to have them. And they're speaking pretty clearly tonight. If you look at Loudoun, look at Fairfax, Prince William, you look at Alexandria City in Virginia, you, you, you saw Biden really, really, really doing well. And the, the African-Americans and, and, and these women are, are really important constituents in our party, and they have to be paid attention to. And their voices and their concerns and their votes have, have to be accounted for. And I think that's a big, big part of what we see in here, Senator Castle. I love the idea. First of all, Latinos don't count. Women under a certain age don't count. It's such opportunistic, like convenient, selective weaponization of identity politics. He's also trying, he's like stumbling with how to describe African-American voters in a way that's not like you're the firewall and we take you uh, for granted. Right. Also, I just want to give him a shout out as a, someone who really cares about women that he also famously said about um, a, a Bill Clinton accuser, like you never know what you're going to find when you drag a hundred dollar bill through a trailer park. <laughs> it's true. He said that. He did. This whole thing about African-American voters. Does no one remember that 
Joe Biden basically authored the crime bill. Right. I mean, it's I don't a, know. He brags. There's video of him bragging about it. He's, I know. Yeah, that it's every like major bragging. minor crime bill has the senator, the name of the senator from Delaware on it. Right. He opposed busing. Well, yeah. Do you yeah. know why he opposed busing? No. What was that? Because he he literally says it's a rejection of black is beautiful. It's a simul. He was implying that it's assimilationist. Ah. It's pretty another weapon. That was early. He was at the forefront of forefront weaponizing, of weaponizing uh, identity, identity politics. politics. Yeah. Interesting. Bravo. Yeah. Brav. Fucking yeah. oh. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, and this is something that people will talk about political strategists. People totally in the people in the media totally overestimate how interested people are in politics. Mm -hmm. We all think that everybody else reads as much as we do yeah. and, and watches TV as much as we do. A lot of people go into the booth and they're just like, ah, I've heard of this guy. Yeah. I haven't heard of that guy. So. The name recognition thing is very powerful with Biden. Yeah. It just is. It's a, it's a it's a huge factor. But when we actually start to look at his, if if people actually have to start looking at his record, they will re, they will look at those things, and then then they're going to start realizing also. One of the reasons Obama even chose Biden is because he was worried about losing support with those quote unquote moderate right. white sort of Reagan Democrat yeah. voters, right? Because he was he thought they would be he would be right. reassuring to. So I, I just wonder that the, the logic of Biden as this lodestar to black support is, right. is, uh, is difficult for me to really understand. Do you think that Carville actually thinks that Biden is more electable against Trump totally. and that it's you think he does? He's do not like he it's not disingenuous. It's actually this is just, like this is this is a religious tenet yeah, with, right. with people like this. Yeah. He, he Carville was one of the, he was one of the apostles of of the new Democrat right. religion. It's right. it's belief, yeah. you know. And right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of terrible famous people, let's yeah. talk about the endorsements for Biden. Yeah. This is this is amazing. EFB. This is like the fucking Madame Tussauds wax yeah. museum of politics. Of evil. Like yeah. literally every evil. It, it, you know what it's like? It's like the South Park Imagination Land episode where they had every evil cartoon character in history was like. You know, the cavity creeps, right. you know, Ooh, the being dentures. Yeah. The only person who hasn't endorsed Biden yet is Kissinger. Right? I was going to say the only kiss of death. Kissinger of death. Ooh. Right. Yeah. I want him to endorse him so he like Hillary Clinton can be can brag about being endorsed by a war criminal. Uh, let's look at some That's of these good, yeah. endorsements. We got J James Comey. I like James Comey because he makes Dems lose their minds because first they love him, then they hate him. Now they're right. going to love him again. Yeah. Voted in Democratic primary to support dedicated uh, to restoring values in White House. I agree with Amy Klobuchar. We need a candidate who cares about all Americans and will re restore decency, dignity to the office. There's a reason Trump fears at Joe Biden and roots for Bernie. Hashtag Biden 2020. Yes. James Comey, uh, the spokesperson for for Biden, actually rejected this gift uh, later on Twitter, which was kind of funny. This guy, uh, Andrew, ba Andrew Bates, every reporter talked to this guy. Yes, customer service. I just received a package that I very much did not order. How can I return it free of charge? So right. here's, here's Biden, who will literally take support from anybody. Yeah. And they reject James Comey. That's awesome. You know what a Bernie supporter has to do? Make sure, remind people that Amy Klobuchar is a staple thrower yes. abuse that is employee abuse yes, and so is. we got to taint someone would have to taint her so that the comey endorsement is you know tainted it's a double taint yeah it's a double taint yeah let's look at john brennan matt loves john brennan yeah who to me is like 
the worst person in history. Joe, John Brennan, former CIA director John Brennan, the person who has uh, lied to Congress yeah. and got away with it and is pro- the architect pro- of like 19 different yeah. horrible uh, authoritarian programs. Joe Biden is one of the most honest, decent, practical, and experienced individuals with whom I have ever worked and hope to still work again. Right. Probably. Intent. I nominated and elected. If, if, if nominated not- and elected, he is capable of unifying our country and restoring America's standing around the world and restoring me to a high position in the intelligence services. So that right. is what that's, everybody should yeah, keep in that's mind. A subtext, if yeah. you get Biden in office, you're going to get John this Br- motherfucker yeah. back in the CIA. Again, so. linking it to Klobuchar. So make sure you remember she's a uh, fork eating, duck killing staple. That's right. She throwing. did kill a duck. She killed a duck. She, yeah. talked, she admitted to it. Make, right? Even tried to make a joke about together. it when yeah. you should not be joking about it. Who else do we have on the? We got Bill Crystal. The best. Fantastic. Great, great modern Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> if you think we deserve better than choosing this fall between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, there's really only one viable alternative this Tuesday. Joe Biden says Bill Crystal, another war former criminal. editor of the Weekly Standard, big cheerleader for the Iraq yeah, war. And right. we're so glad to have him on our side. Right. So fantastic. I, I, he's not a war criminal like Kissinger in that he he didn't literally oversee the bombing of Cambodia, but he yeah, he wasn't script, in the bomb. Right? He wasn't. Right. 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 Yeah. But he helped script that. He well, David helped, yeah. Frum did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. David Frum, David Bill Frum, Crystal, all Axis these people. Of evil. Right. Of course, which is why all these people are. I mean, he helped cri- um, script the project for New. De- he was part of the project for, yeah, for New-, New American Century. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he yes, he they they're just the cheerleaders and ideologues behind it. Kissinger, to his credit, actually implemented the policy as as um, Nixon's Secretary of State. Yeah, Crystal was the also the co-author of an idea called benevolent hegemony. Oh, which is I like the that. Idea that America can't. It's not enough to just passively reap the rewards of the collapse of the Soviet Union. We have to go in and make sure that no, there are no regimes that are out of our control. So if yeah, they're not under like our control, idea. we have to... Also, def- what is this? DefendingDemocracyTogether.org, RuleOfLawRepublicans.com, ConstitutionalGovernment.org, HostConversationsWithBillCrystal.org. Never Fantastic. Trump. That's on his Twitter bio. We got to have him on to talk about... Smash we have to have show. conversations... With Bill Crystal about conversations with BillCrystal.org. That would be great. Yeah. Who else do we have? Um, Oh, Malcolm Nance. Do you want to read this one? Sure. I'm not ready to let Bernie help Trump finish off destroying the Obama era in exchange for a crushing loss of House, Senate, Supreme Court, and American democracy in November. Like Clyburn, South Clyburn SC06, it's James Clyburn, my cash is on Joe Biden. Trump fears him and got impeached to smear him. Vote, hashtag vote Joe, hashtag Super Tuesday. And then he has a picture of Joe Biden clapping. He's a he's a, a documented liar, Malcolm Nance. He said that Jill Stein had a show on RT, which she did not. Yeah, he, Mal- he Mal- Malcolm said it. a whole bunch of things. He he, you know, remember he he, he was the one who, who was claiming that the uh, the Trump was a Russian asset dating back to uh, the late seventies. Right. So yeah, uh, very interesting. Bloomberg, of course, uh, dropped out and endorsed uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Who's left to to endorse? Let's see who else is left? Charlie Manson, hologram Jeffrey Dahmer, I guess has. Uh, right? Jeff Epstein from Beyond the Grave. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Epstein. What Rahm this- Emanuel. Let's get Rahm Emanuel. Rahm has Emanuel. he already? I don't know if Rahm has. Lloyd already has. Lloyd Black. Fine. Oh, great. So we, 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 we should need, keep track of this. We'll get which, a couple more. Intelli- you should predict some more intelligence people who will intelligence. Yeah. People. Michael Hayden. I don't know if he has yet. I mean, the, all those people are going to. Well, who's in. the guy who looks like Yoda? If Yoda were not adorable. Oh, Clapper. Yeah. Yeah. 
clever on clever off yeah yeah he's he, he's actually a little bit smarter than brennan i always thought uh, okay. and i think he'll hedge his bets a little bit but you know these yeah. people are all gunning for they all want to be back in the white house yeah so and terrible. they will be so which is just awesome we also lost one of my favorite people the one of the most entertaining michael bloomberg and we just want to give him like a farewell montage as a quick aside this as depressing as uh, the super tuesday results were on another level the schadenfreude fracture of michael Bloomberg failing so spectacularly yeah. to make even the slightest dent in this yeah. race, despite sp- spending, Samoa. you know, at least a hundredth of his personal fortune on this. Right. Uh, it, that was pretty satisfying. What a f- disaster that guy is! Like, it, that's how much people like you, Mike. Uh, yeah, you know. but he did. He did also well. I can't remember. I was surprised in some other states. He came in second. Didn't he come in second some places? I'm not his sure. His big victory was American Samoa. It doesn't anyway. matter. He did not leave a footprint on this race no. except to, in fact, help uh, Elizabeth Warren look like a badass again. And help Biden. Frankly, if if, if Bloomberg had not debated, this thing would probably still. He, he would probably right. have it's done well, there, and yeah. and Bernie would have a, a, a much clearer path. Mm-hmm. I think that's in one of those historical unknowns. Yeah. So right. anyway, what okay. do we what do we got? So we got some videos of him. This is amazing. Okay. Terrible voice, but that's beside the point. So that's Bloomberg as Daddy Warbucks, the what billionaire who adopts. Um, I think it's Daddy Warbucks. Maybe he's just as the mayor, but he's standing there next to a very, very, very pale Annie. It sounds like they're strangling cats in that video <laughs> yeah. a little bit. It's that's not a great sound. No, it's not a great sound. Yeah. Uh, and then this is a great one too. No barracuda, not like Bermuda in NYC. Okay. You got a tail? Yeah. Here we go. Terrible rhythm, not just no voice. He's so bad. Like the the voice, he's just speaking it, but his rhythm is awful. He has absolutely no sense of rhythm, and he's wearing a like a suit that looks like fish scales and a tail. Yeah. Um, and this, of course, is a cover of Under the Sea. It's kind of a fish that ate Pittsburgh vibe. The 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 suit, but it's it's real. The tail is so really weird. bad. And, the and tail is very scary. I, it's almost like he's he's uh, trying to sabotage the the musical the, portion yeah, exactly, of it, which yeah. I just I kind of admire a little bit. Yeah, but, but sadly, uh, that's not intentional. He's just you don't very untalented. No, he just has a terrible voice. He has no rhythm whatsoever. But he's mailing it in completely, which is which is in a uh, way yeah, a, a I guess decision. Well, I don't know if he's mailing it completely because remember that musical that we showed before where he's like what's next new hampshire oh right remember if you think he phones it in and when he speaks uh when he's doing a musical listen to how he phones it in when he speaks spanish I don't know if people can understand how bad of an accent that is. Like, Sounds like Klingon. It's so bad. Yeah, he's just like not even for favor, batanga, and yeah, his Spanish is terrible. It's uh, he's milling that in too, which is kind Big of intentional. Time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's contemporary. Like, everyone, need, especially Spanish well. speakers. Yeah, which is kind of it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, and then let's see this. This the, the bottom one, please. Okay, we should explain what's happening here. 
He's in some kind of superhero su- suit and flying. He's on some kind of... He's kicking buildings. It's like amazing, the metaphor. Yeah, he's kicking buildings. Oh, he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Plus, you see the, like, it's a very terrible crotch harness situation. Yeah, the crotch harness is, that's a major life decision to yeah. go, on, go on stage with one of those. Yeah. But uh, he seems to like flying on he stage. He does, yeah. That other video, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess he'll have plenty of opportunities to do that again. Yeah. So. Uh, the best is when the, the curtain descended on him. Yeah. That, that was a good metaphor. Yeah. what just happened. The curtain yeah. has, has descended, descended on, on Mike, yeah. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. So Mike Bloomberg is a stain in the ground. What yeah. are, what, so that's done. What do, we, what do we have next? So speaking of departures, saying goodbye, like we have so many of these politicians doing, we got Chris Matthews. This was interesting. Could we actually see the, the yeah. clip of him? Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC. And obviously, This isn't for lack of interest in politics. As you can tell, I've loved every minute of my 20 years as host of Hardball. Every morning I read the papers and I'm gung-ho to get to work. Not many people have had this privilege. I love working with my producers and the discussions we have over how to report the news. And I love having this connection with you, the good people who watch. I've learned who you are, bumping into you on the sidewalk or waiting at an airport and saying hello. You're like me. I hear it from your kids and grandchildren who say, my dad loves you or my grandmother loves you or my husband watched it till the end. Well, after a conversation with MSNBC, I decided tonight will be my last hardball. So let me tell you why. The younger generations out there are ready to take the reins. We see them in politics, in the media, in fighting for their causes. They are improving the workplace. We're talking here about better standards than we grew up with fair standards. A lot of it has to do with how we talk to each other. Compliments on a woman's appearance that some men, including me, might have once incorrectly thought were okay. We're never okay. Not then and certainly not today. And for making such comments in the past, I'm sorry. I'm very proud of the work I've done here. Long before I went on television, I worked for years in politics, was a newspaper columnist, an author, I'm working on another book. I'll continue to write and talk about politics and cheer on my producers and crew here in Washington and New York and my MSNBC colleagues. They will continue to produce great journalism in the years ahead. And for those of you who have gotten in the habit of watching Hardball every night, I hope you're going to miss me because I'm going to miss you. But remembering Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca will always have Hardball. So let's not say goodbye, but till we meet again. Oh boy! Play it again, Sam. Castleblank is like my favorite movie, yeah. so I. Do you like that, that analogy? No, I it's do great, not. Right? No, I, I, I think on behalf of that movie, I think it's a common sentiment within the within all of all of us here at right. Rolling Stone that that was uh, the people were most offended on behalf of yeah. are the people who made Casablanca. Yeah. And this is a response to Chris Matthews stepping down from Steve Kornacki. Yeah, who was blindsided and kind of had to step in. Yeah. Mid yeah. mid retirement. Yeah. Uh, and this is and this clearly is clearly didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, that was a lot <laughs> to take in just now, I'm sure. And I'm sure you're still um, absorbing that. And and I am, too. Um, Chris Matthews is a giant. He's a legend. Um, it's been an honor for me to work with him, uh, to sit in here on occasion. Uh, and I know how much. Look at the person you in the background. Him, him, you yeah. believe it? And I yeah. know my, how much he meant to you. And I think you're going to miss him, and I know I'm going to. Um, 
Uh, we don't have any bells or whistles here. We do have to fill the rest of this hour. We're going to take a quick break and come back with today's news. <laughs> so what's great about that? I mean, there's a lot that's great about that. We do have to fill the rest of this I hour. Great, yeah. Um, I love that. I noticed he talks when he's like a flabbergasted, unprepared Steve Kornacki through no fault of his own, talks like Brian Williams always talks. Just oh, with the platitude, uh, meaningless, trying to fill the air. And and dead time between yeah. each platitude. Yeah. And as a result of like yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was just trying to rack his brain for good things to say about Chris Matthews without getting too tainted, I think, because we don't know what happened with the women he commented about. He probably was like hedging his bets. Just amazing. Uh that's one of the best things that's happened on live TV probably since 1987 mm. when uh, Dan Rather got upset that the U.S. Open was going to run late and they had six minutes of dead air on CBS. I think that actually beats this, but this was pretty good. Retire, retiring mid-broadcast yeah. mid was pretty awesome. But yeah, just completely nuts to just walk off the set. To give that speech and not give anybody apparently any warning. Um, yeah, do we know? It's interesting that it wasn't, by the way, when he's like, we decided about how to report on the news. And I was like, often through offensive historical analogies, um, comparing Bernie Sanders to the Nazis. Well, I don't think that's what was fatal. Here. No, I know. That's that's not what was fatal. That's what's so interesting, because we had Jason Johnson getting benched by MSNBC for really offensive comments. And it was, as Aaron Maté points out, um, uh, he pointed this out on Twitter, like, Jason Johnson got into trouble, but Chris Matthews hadn't at this point, and neither has, like, Chuck Todd for their things. But it's a, it's a reminder of how you're not allowed to be, like, offensively biased, but you can be biased and say inappropriate things if you're saying it under the guise of like historical analysis. Right. Or I'm just quoting someone who compares Bernie Sanders supporters to or calls them digital brown shirts. Right. That's just a bad opinion. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, but but it's the off camera behavior, I think, was the thing. In this case, in Chris yeah. Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was, and I, apparently they were they, they were in discussions about his retirement. Right. Headed. So I think something just. He just decided to pick up his ball and go home in the yeah. middle of the broadcast, which is kind of awesome. That, yeah, that's a boss move. I, I, I like Chris, that, actually. Chris Matthews move, yeah. Fantastic. So what bye-bye, Chris Matthews. Uh, shout out. We'll always remember you for suggesting that Bernie Sanders would execute you in Central Park. And just really quickly, Chris Matthews is what what people in the business would say is good on television. He's good at, he's yeah. good at the thing. He doesn't but let people just, talk a lot. He but. just lost the thread at the end there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it would have been relatively easy to stay in bounds and keep doing what he's doing. But, but it sounds yeah. like this is also based on stuff he said to women over the years. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure a story's going to come out. Uh, so we had one great, really, one really great stone moment that we got to talk oh about. Oh, my God. This is uh, so great. One, one of the other Camp Crystal Lake victims yeah. we didn't talk about. He was such a minor character. Uh, he was actually killed off camera. Yeah, uh, we, exactly. We, we, yeah. We, we never saw him in the movie, but uh, Tom Steyer had an amazing moment. Oh my God! thing up and vote back that vote up i tweeted he, he he needed to back that ass up into a, a bernie endorsement why doesn't he he should endorse bernie and give him money he that's should. what he, he should do though. why not 
What does he have to lose? He needs to be know. the counter, the counter um, Bloomberg. But he's not. Look, he's he's not. But remember how much he loved Bernie. Yeah, but like he's he's like a pauper compared to Mike Bloomberg. Oh right, yeah, he could still throw it's just, in it's every not bit. Serious, I know. Yeah. We did see him at another event. Was it South Carolina when we first noticed his dance moves? I think he's a very good dancer. And we saw him doing the whoop, the Arsenio Hall whoop thing and, that and was, trying to talk to Bernie big time. And Bernie was kind of like, all right, all right, Tom. I mean, compared to the Mitt Romney who let the dogs out, that was a pretty awesome performance for I mean, I think just objectively speaking, it was a pretty awesome performance. He's a good dancer. He's the best dancer in the um, He's a better dancer running. than me, so I don't feel yeah, like... I feel don't like, don't yeah. damn him with faint praise, yeah, as they yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Um, one other thing... Warren, why does she, she needs to drop out and endorse Bernie? Is that going to happen? No. Why? Well, first, for a variety of reasons. I think the rationale for her staying in is she's doing a favor for the party. She does think that she has an argument still for a broker convention. And there is an argument that neither person is going to get the 1991. Right. So it's still there's she could still rally. Maybe she thinks she's going to be the VP, although that would be crazy and delusional. But as long as she stays in, probably a lot of those votes are Bernie votes. So right. a lot of people think she's like purposely thwarting Bernie at this point. Maybe. But again, that's where Bernie, if he were a more skillful politician, right. he, he would find a way to to get her on her. I mean, Smoke the peace pipe. Yeah. I mean, the, what really did happen last year. Remember, everybody thought that Bernie and Warren were going to go after each other yeah. last year. They didn't. They, they actually non-aggression pact. No, yeah. they didn't. It just naturally people were attacking oh, their politics. Right. So they, they both ended up kind of defending, defending each, each other, other yeah. a little bit as, on the policy front. So they are kind of natural allies in in a, in. In, well, a, in a way, yeah. In a Although way. she definitely goes after him, of course, a lot. and he doesn't go after her because that's the problem, right? But he, to be fair, na- now there's does, there's yeah. a, there's a, he, you got to make a move somehow, yeah. And and that that is a place where you would think about getting some votes, but can he do it? I don't know. We'll what find can out. Be done? We'll find out. Really quickly, uh, Useful Idiots made its inaugural campaign trail trip. We went down uh, myself and Reed, and we went down to uh, Virginia. We went to a Bernie rally. We went to a, a Biden. A uh, really weird waiting for Guffman-esque Biden watch oh party. Yeah, that was great. You can check out that video. We're going to have a link to it. There's also a companion piece that's going to be on Rolling Stone, too. Great. So you, you you can check that out. Among other things, we've, we got some really good good video. People kind of losing their minds at the Bernie yeah. thing. We asked people to kind of to, to sing like 90s pop tunes yeah. and Bernie voice. And surprisingly, people were just nailing this stuff. Yeah. So you, really funny yeah. video. Interesting range of people like sounding like him or saying things. Yeah. Not sounding like him, but just putting like Bernie-ish v- lyrics into songs. Yeah. Can you do the lyrics of an of an '80s or '90s pop song with in Bernie's voice? <clears throat> Something happens, and I'm head over heels. Medicare for all, girl. I must warn you. We need Medicare for all. Rock the Casbah, rock the Casbah, burn down the establishment, man. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. I think the one percent. Does it deserve all the ice? <laughs> Altoids. Here we go. Made of sugar, gum arabic, natural flavors, including oil of peppermint, and gelatin. The billionaires have been running this country for too long, and it's time to get them out. Well, that was a great show. 
It was. Learned and so much. Even though the sun may be setting a little bit on the Democratic primary season, Useful Idiots is expanding. We're just a little growing. Bit. We're yeah. growing. So we're going to start releasing maybe things in two pieces. And yeah. so that was the end of our show this week. We're yeah. going to release the interview separately uh, later on. So yeah. tune in. Awesome. Tune in. Yeah, do it. And th- do it. thanks for watching. Thanks for watching us. So good to watch us and listen to us and feel us <laughs> and, and uh, smell us. Okay. That mystery smell that's okay. coming from here. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.